Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Hey, thank you for joining us here on the program as we come your way every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., and our special edition of Tell Me Your Story is on Wednesdays. That's right, Wednesdays at 9 a.m., but we are also streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. We also have our podcasts. In other words, these programs that you hear on this fine station are uh, probably longer than the 46 to 50 minutes that we are allocated on those four slots uh, during the week. And so you're going to want to go to any one of our podcast locations. Oh, let's see, like SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry. Now we are on iHeartRadio.com. Uh, we're on uh, Player FM and a whole bunch of other places I linked this up to over the weekend that I can't remember. And there are just too many. Uh, but I'm grateful for those who are also reposting our interviews to uh, different locations. Thank you for doing that. We are also on YouTube. Go to the channel, Tell Me Your Story, and you can watch these interviews and see the uh, bright, shiny faces of uh, yours truly and our guests uh, here on the program. A YouTube channel, Tell Me Your Story. We hope that you'll subscribe as well. Maybe even subscribe to the podcast. So every time I load one, and it's... I'm, it's almost like every day I'm loading one or two. Uh, so we hope that you will uh, will go to these locations and listen and watch uh, Tell Me Your Story. We also ask that you participate in the year, the decade actually. We've already done the year of. It's now the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s. We ask you to spend time going within, listening to that still small voice, finding that quiet, peaceful, calm, relaxing space to re-energize, to refocus, to get inspiration and encouragement. Uh, and we just hope that you will take five minutes, even if, if it's possible for you to, uh, you know, maybe you're feeling a little, you know, if, you, if you're driving, if you can do so, pull off to the side of the road, pull into a parking lot for five minutes, close your, shut the engine off, close your eyes for just a couple of minutes. If you need to grip the steering wheel, fine, and just... Listen, and maybe you won't hear anything, and that's okay. That's fantastic. We hope that you will just do that, okay? And then if these programs resonate with you and you like what you're hearing, we'd love your financial support. If you can do so, we'd be grateful for that. Uh, all you have to do is go to our PayPal account, which we have a link on our, pay, on our website, and it's for your security as well as ours. And do what you can. We will even take energetic healing as well. So with all of that said, I am very excited on today's program to bring to your attention a woman who I have known uh, going back a number of years who um, has a wonderful story to tell and a book that she has uh, uh, as she has put out. And uh, we want you to talk to us today, special guest, Christy Whitman. Thank you for joining us and sharing with us your story about how to embrace uh, your materialistic nature to reclaim your full spiritual power. Kind of long, but that's okay. Long is good. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Richard. So good to be with you again. This so is I, I am too. I, I am very excited to have you back. It's been a long time. And um, 
We are we are just uh, thrilled to have you here. First of all, uh, give us a little uh, background. Now, of course, I'm just going to share this with our listeners that, of course, we met through uh, uh, TV guest spurts and uh, um, Jackie uh, uh, Jordan. Jordan, Jackie. It is Jackie Jordan. I was thinking of the tennis player. I don't know why. Uh, maybe I don't know if she plays tennis or not, but uh, we met through her. And uh, you were doing a series of programs that were broadcast on this station. Uh, and um, it, it was really a lot of fun. So tell us, uh, how, have, how have you evolved over the last, what, I want to say, has it been 10 years? It was 2015. So yeah. six years. Six years, yeah. <laughs> so tell yeah, us, so how have you been doing? When, what have you been up to? Art, that was when the Art of Having It All came out. We did the Art of Having It All radio, uh, couple, several shows with that. I think there was like 12 shows that we did. And so since then, I've written two books, Quantum Success, that came out in April 2018. And now my newest book called The Desire Factor, which just came out. And um, what I've been up to since then is I've been really leaning into that healer side of me, the energy healer in me. And I also started full on channeling. So about uh, two years ago, I pivoted everything in my business to be Christy in the council because I, I channel the, the divine quantum council of light. And they are ascended masters here to share information on how we can be in the 3D world, enjoying this life experience and be energy masters. So uh, that's been a lot of transformation. And this book, The Desire Factor, uh, is a co-creation between the council and myself. Well, now I need to ask you, were you a channel back when I knew you? Yes and no. So I, I started channeling 20 years ago by writing at my very first book that started me on this journey to becoming a coach and a speaker and a teacher was my first book, Perfect Pictures, was downloaded at 105 in the morning for seven nights in a row. And that was my first you know, experience of channeling. But back when we met, I think I was just kind of coming into I've always known that I, done, I do energy healing and I've always done energy work with clients. But then I kind of came out. It wasn't just the, the people that were my clients that, that knew. So it's been an involvement. An involvement. Let's just say that. Very cool. Very cool. I, I've, I've heard it said that, uh, you know, we're all channelers of some sort because uh, even, even in reference to the still small voice, um, you know, that we will get messages uh, for ourselves. And, not, and I, I, I look at the still small voice more as messages specifically for us. They're designed... Uh, and geared for us to help us through our days, our weeks, our months, our years, um, and uh, it's 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 quite extraordinary. You have quantum success. You have the art of having it all. You also have the seven essential laws. You also have uh, what is this? Uh, perfect, uh, perfect, perfect picture. Pictures. Perfect that pictures. That was my very first book. Yep. Yeah, and you also have one. I I don't think we had you on the program for this one. Taming your alpha bitch. Yes. We can say that on the radio. I, it's okay. We'll try not to overdo that. Uh, but, of course, now you have uh, your latest book, of course, and uh, we want to certainly talk with you about that, uh, The Desire Factor. Let's talk a little bit here about this aspect of uh, desire, okay, about uh, having and sort of tying all of the things that you have 
uh, written and put out over the years, over the last six years that since we have chatted uh, and worked together. Um, as spiritual Fif beings, fifteen. As I've been creating content, yeah, okay. Before, so you've been creating that. Yep. You've been creating content for fifteen years. Well, my first book even came out twenty years ago. 20, so oh, technically, right. twenty years. All yeah. right. Well, it's yeah. getting longer and longer, isn't it? <laughs> you sure you want to keep going with this? I'm getting older and older as I go. So. <laughs> well, that's all right. I have no. I, I'm not going to ask you, but I'm going to tell you that I I am now sixty-one, loving it having a great time in this period in my life, and as well as probably enjoying a little too much, more, more than my father is, uh, his uh, 90 years. I can't oh, wow. believe he's been around. My parents, 65 years married, mother's 87. Um, but Amazing. when it comes to the material world, when it comes to, let's just say, having it all, um, and we've had many people on this program that we've talked about this in terms of the fact that, yes, we live in a material world. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, I sit here and I think, well, but wait a minute. You know, we talk about happiness. We talk about success. We talk about uh, success and failure. By the way, those are two words I'm trying to eliminate from vocabulary. And here's the reason why. I don't believe there's anything such as success or failure. It's all learning. That's all it is. It's just learning. Uh, Edison, every, it, the example is always used of Edison. He found 990 plus ways that the light bulb wouldn't work or didn't work. And then he found the one way that did. He never said, I failed. Never said I failed 990 ways, yeah. uh, times. Um, so that's the reason why I'm trying to eliminate those. But let's talk about this aspect of, of yes, we live in the material world, but, you know, all the ancient wisdom teachings are always talking about the non-material or spiritual world, the etheric, the esoteric, etc., etc. That's where we get our joy and our bliss and our, you know, when we connect with the divine and so forth. Talk to me about what is the perceived as the paradox there. Well, it's both and. Because Aha. we... It, we are not just in the material world, or we are not just spiritual beings. We're both and. Mm -hmm. And we have, and yes, energy is where the divine is where joy and bliss and well-being and success and abundance and freedom and all that good stuff comes from. Absolutely. But we are extensions of that divine. As a matter of fact, while we're sitting here as a physical human being, our heart is beating. Are you beating your heart? I'm not beating my heart. It's being done for me, mm -hmm. right? I can I can take a deliberate breath in and out, but mm -hmm. I don't even have to think about breathing because it's just being done for me. My food is digesting. My nails are growing. My hair is growing. Years, years, but um, <laughs> but each. One I of knew us, you were going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't know or are not on YouTube, Richard is bald. That's, so that's right. why I said that. That's right. So anyway, um, what the life force in me that's breathing me, that I cannot touch, that I cannot see, it is the divine. It is that energetic connection between that joy and that bliss and that you know life-giving energy. So we are not just one or the other. We are both. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, it's, it is true. Uh, and there is one thing, a lesson that I learned uh, in an interview not long ago. We were chatting away, having a great time. 
and uh, I was sharing my perspective on something. I, I wish I could remember the guest's name. I should have written it down or something to hammer it home so that I could always quote this gentleman. He says, well, Richard, that's, that's an interesting perspective. But let me share you my perspective on that. And he did. And I listened intently. And as soon as he was done, I paused for about five seconds and I said, well, there goes another one of my straw huts up in flames. <laughs> and I think that it's very important for us to be willing to, using my metaphor, set fire to those straw huts from time to time because we are, uh, we are always growing and changing and experiencing. And uh, all of those things, if you will, help us in our evolutionary process. I mean, you just shared with us <clears throat> about the fact that it's been over 20 years that you've been down this path. So I want to know what event, what catalytic event or moment or period of your life 20 plus years ago happened that propelled you to where you are today, talking with me here on the program, tell me your story. I love it. So 26 years ago, actually, I found myself living in Chicago. I was born and raised in Arizona. I went to college at Arizona State University. Two days after I graduated, I moved to Chicago. I was going to make something of myself because that's when I was going to be happy. If I got a career and if I started making my own money and I've got a, a fiance, I got a boyfriend, I'm getting married, you know, like there was a checklist of things that were Mm, told to me, but things that I picked up on that if I got a degree, if I had a career, if I was making my own money, if I had a partner, if health in my body, then I would be happy. And I got all those things and I was very unhappy. I was very unfulfilled. As a matter of fact, it was one of those moments when I looked at my life and went, is this it? Like, cause this, I got it all, so to speak, I'm supposed to be happy. And I even had a friend of mine, my best friend since seventh grade, said to me, she, she did an intervention. She goes, this is supposed to be such a happy time in your life. You're getting married. I've never seen you more miserable. So to have that confirmation from someone else, that's close to me. So I started going to a traditional therapist and I broke off the engagement and started really seeking. Well, happened to meet a guy that worked for the company I was working for, with and I was dating him long distance. And I decided to do a lateral transfer from my company in Chicago to Northern California. When I got there, and I he will go down in history as the last bad boy I ever dated. When I got there, um, I didn't know anybody. He introduced me to a couple people. And then I found out that he, he wasn't who he said he was. And so I had met one person, right? And her she was a hairdresser. I needed to get my hair cut. So I went into Stijanine. And she had this joy about her that I even couldn't put words to. There was just something about her where she just literally like from the inside out, it was like champagne bubbles of joy. You know, she was just so happy. And it was that kind of like that scene in when Harry met Sally, you know, I'll have what she's having that I, I wanted what she had. And I said to her, okay, what do you do? And, and she says, I meditate. Now this is 25 years ago, Richard. And my paradigm for someone that meditated was a guy wearing a white robe, long beard, long white hair, you know, sitting on top of a, a mountain somewhere, oming to death, right? You know, it's like that, that was meditation for me. Well, that is meditation. I want you to know. <laughs> well, that is that, but that was who meditated. Yes, exactly. Right? 
people like me didn't meditate. That was for the guru guys sitting on right. top of the mountain top right. or in the cave or right. That was the paradigm because I never knew anybody that meditated. So this was just like changed everything for me. And so she gave me, Janine gave me her meditation teacher's number. And I was, if you remember 25 years ago, the cell phones were quite large. I was dialing Melanie's number as I was leaving the salon. Ah, yes. Yes. So, and again, this is, we had the internet, but the internet was nothing like it is now. Mm -hmm. You couldn't just go searching stuff on, you know, how to meditate 25 years ago. Um, so I went to my meditation teacher's house and here it was, there were incense and candles and crystals and angel statues and you know clinky clanky music a whole the whole thing and she came you know invited me to sit down not on at a table or a chair or a couch but on a cushion in the middle of her floor and the first thing she ever said to me was you create your own reality oh don't you hate that <laughs> when she said that it was like Phew. wait what how do i do that yeah. Right. It was like I had this big, oh, my God, I do create my own reality. Wait, how? You know, my mind kicked in. And so she, and that's my next question. Well, how? And she said, yeah. well, you're either repelling things from you or attracting things to you based on the way you think. This was the first time in my life that I ever thought about the fact that I have thoughts and that they're not real. And so I was given an assignment, go home for about a week and just pay attention to your thoughts. And I couldn't believe how negative I was. I was so judgmental to myself, to my mom, my sister, like everybody, traf people in traffic, you know, God, the universe. Like I could do it better than, you know, that was like that Bruce Almighty. I could do better than God on this thing. It, it was, I was condemning. I was very much in a lack mindset. And that became my journey to start shifting my thoughts. And when I did, and I started attracting more information on universal laws and the difference between a lack mentality and abundant mentality. And each time I was learning, I was applying. And so five years in, that's when the, I you know, was in this place of receiving my first book, which then helped me move on to my journey of becoming a coach and a channel and author and wow. so on well you've touched upon something that we almost all of us are dealing with i would venture even you still from time to time it pops back in to your your psyche your brain if you will uh because of old messages and and it's almost like okay uh if if i were to use the analogy of audio tape reel to reel or cassette i would be uh breaking into the machine pulling the tape out breaking the case and pulling that tape and just get out get out i don't want this anymore <laughs> especially when it comes to abundance prosperity money uh wealth whatever word you want to use first of all i acknowledge it does not make me happy okay that is not what makes me happy uh however Obviously, in this material world, as I mentioned at the front end of the program, it's what we need to do some of many, almost all of the things that we want to do in many, many instances. And yet there's that attitude of lack that permeates, that is just, it's like, for whatever reason, we just can't seem to escape it, you know? And so... Um, <clears throat> Well, it's part of our world. It's yeah. part of the, 
that's part of the polarity that exists on uh, for us being a three-dimensional human being in a material world that it we have a, a whole spectrum of possibilities and things that exist and if you look at it like a spectrum you've got lack on one side and you've got abundance on the other and in the middle is that tipping point into abundance if you're in lack you feel bad that's just there's no other way to say it if you feel bad you're in lack if you feel good you're in abundance mm -hmm. and the thing is it's always a choice now when you have a big pain point or a big imprint where things are so reactive and they go immediately into lack that is not who we really are. It's not the truth of who we are. We actually have that opportunity to have space in when was a stimulus comes, how are we gonna how are we gonna react and respond to it? What's gonna be our perception? How are we gonna move with it? There was a there was a guy, for example, um, I don't know if you're a golfer, my husband's a, a golfer. And so a couple about a month ago, less than a month ago, there was this um, golfer named Rom, his last name, I don't know, John Rom, I think is his name. Mm -hmm. And he, he was playing in a tournament where he was leading six six points ahead. And all of a sudden he's getting done with his round and they come up to him and tell him that he tested positive for COVID. He had no symptoms. He, he had to, you know, quarantine for 10 days. He was going to win a million plus purse and, and like was winning by a landslide. He was, he was the guy that was going to win, literally lost that million dollars. He had this attitude that, you know what, when that happened, I knew that bigger was coming, better was coming. So the stimulus was, you know, something out of his control, lost a million dollars. Most people would be pretty upset. I was upset for him. I'm like, that's not fair. You know, they should let him play out by himself. I mean, there was all these, you know, he was just like, it's all good. And he just won the U.S. Open making double of what he would have made on the last tournament. Mm -hmm. but, it, but his attitude and his positivity, you know, it's like he had the stimulus that happened and he chose his response to choose to look for the being in, being in an abundant mentality. He chose to go there. Mm -hmm. Most people don't because they've got big imprints related to money, to their bodies, to relationships, to creating a project, to work, to, you know, success. I will uh, share with you, and I'm, I know that I'm not the only one that's gone through this. I'm sure you have uh, uh, from time to time. You know how uh, you obviously you have you you have your own business. You are your own business. You're self-employed, as it were, as it were. Yes. Uh, I am. I am an employee. I I pull down a salary, same amount every paycheck, <clears throat> which is fine because at least I know what's coming in. Uh, and for years, <clears throat> I've also been on hourly and all those kinds of things. <clears throat> and of course. <clears throat> The bills come, and they need to be paid mm -hmm. so that I can continue to keep the lights on, keep food on the table, keep gas in the car, and so on and so forth. And then, of course, there's credit. Oh, boy, there's a fun thing to play with, I tell you. And sometimes you dig yourself a nice little hole or big hole, and you wonder if you'll ever get out of it. And that's part of the, the attitude of lack that starts to permeate because then we start to get stressed over, oh my gosh, I, I've got to pay all this other stuff, but I also need to pay this because I agreed the, the, the way they'd set it up is if you use the card, you agree to our terms. Boom. 
And the moment you use it, yeah, you now agree to pay it back in the in the timely manner that they've set up. Da 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 da. da. And you get to a point where you have to decide <clears throat> because things get tight. I didn't get as many hours this week or whatever. Or there's been an emergency. Got to change. I got to buy a new transmission or the cat needs to get fixed or this or that or the other. And it just starts to weigh. And then you start getting the phone calls. And, and of course, we, we know the scenario. And then that goes on year after year after year. Now, for many years in my first marriage and even before, I, I, the fear was palpable, especially when the phone rang. And it took years for me to get to a point where, first of all, I do believe that when you choose to, to borrow, you, it's the responsible, shall we say, pro-karmic thing to do to pay it back. Mm-hmm. You made the agreement. Now, yes, there are certain laws that we have that allow us to wipe the slate clean called bankruptcy. It's part of the system. Uh, But I also learned, too, that the credit card companies specifically, they have insurance. First of all, they don't have the money. If I get a $5,000 limit, they don't have $5,000 sitting back there at the credit card company. It doesn't even exist. It only exists when I start paying it back to them. But the insurance that they have covers any losses if they have to write it off. Now they've got real money. I don't know how that all works, but it does. Um, in, in any event, this all just starts to build. And it's so hard to get out from under, not the debt itself, not that obligation itself, but the mindset. Well, that's how you get out from under it. Because we think, again, once again, that once the energy once the situation changes then i'll feel better mm-hmm. you have to choose to feel better and not feel the fear even in those situations now i i will say i've been there many a time mm-hmm. and i i've had the credit card companies call in me you know and i had to call mom and dad to, to bail me out because i you know got these free plastic things and i like to shop right and so <laughs> wow i got a whole bunch of stuff they just gave me five thousand dollars it's yeah. awesome then the next month they start calling you right because mm-hmm. you're like i can't pay the five thousand dollars i could give you a hundred dollars when i owe five hundred dollars right so but it's i get that whole thing it's the energy attached to the fact that you're using that situation as a reason to feel stressed, as a reason to feel afraid. Because here's the situation, what's done is done. That's the contrast, right? Mm. It's the reality, but it's it, that situation was caused by the mindset first, not the, mi- not the situation came and then the mindset came. The mindset attracted it. So if you ever wanna change a situation with money, your own energetic relationship with money is what we're talking about. Instead of feeling stressed and in lack, you have to find a way to be in the flow, the energy flow of abundance with it. Otherwise, same situations will, it's law of attraction. We are living in an energetic universe. Everything is energy. We know this from science, quantum physics, everything is energy. And so we are energy receivers we're energy containers and we're energy transmitters. So what it, to get us in a situation like that, we've already been transmitting the energy of fear, of not having enough, 
not doing enough, not being enough. And then the situations, the forms follow the energy. Mm -hmm. And now we're in the situation. It's so solidified. It's smacking us in the face. It's so real, right? The problem is not the problem. The problem is the energy that creates the problem. Mm -hmm. And now, so that's shifting the energy first. And once you shift the energy first, then, you know, and there's a lot of momentum, right? That's built around that type of relationship. Say it's money, right? You have to slowly, by, thought by thought, that's what I had to do 25 years ago. Thought by thought, perspective per, by perspective, belief by belief, everything is bringing in a higher energy to release the lower imprinted energies of lack. What I also mean is going from that spectrum of lack into satisfaction, into abundance. It's literally looking for what are you grateful for now? What are the positive aspects now? Do you have a roof over your head? Yes, I'm good. Can I put food in my body? Yes, I can. Can I get from point A to point B because I have gas in my car? Yes gratitude of that mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and then continuing to ask yourself what do i want why do i want it how do i want to feel and it's all about literally it's like you're going down this road this highway you need to shift your car around to go in the different you want it to go down a different highway mm -hmm. you want it you want it to go to a different destination well we're the driver of the car we mm -hmm. need to change everything is changed from our consciousness what's our consciousness the words that we say and I have to talk to you about the failure and, and success thing because that was brilliant and I want to touch on that. But it's the things that we say, it's our language, it's mm. our thoughts, it's our perspective, our emotions, and our actions. That's it. That's all, yeah. folks. That's what we have control of in this world. Can't control the government, can't control the president, can't control the pandemic, can't control what my mother-in-law says, can't control what my kids do. I cannot control those things. I can control my thoughts, my words, my feelings, my perspective, and the actions that I take. I want to tell you that um, my book, Choices, talks about that. It's, there's one of those ch one chapter that talks about um, when you when you uh, make a choice, which is step one, make a choice. Uh, which is easier said than done because a lot of times we don't know what choices are out there. That's why we say on this right. program, uh, Christy, um, we're here to give you choices and knowledge of those choices. If you don't know that choice exists, how are you going to choose it? So that's why we bring so many different people from so many different perspectives on this program. But one of the other chapters uh, later on in the book has to do with, <clears throat> has to do with uh, match your, uh, not this is the way I put it, match your personal input as well as your output, because another chapter talks about matching your words to your choice, but matching your personal input, everything that comes in through your ears, your eyes, uh, your surroundings, the people that you associate with, uh, and, and so forth. And that's extremely important for people to get, and that is that um, we have always, it doesn't matter what your situation is, you always have choices. Um, I think, and I always use this example of a gentleman who was a radical, he was a rebel, he was violent, <clears throat> uh, and, and, and uh, he was trying to uh, elicit change in his country. And then he was put in prison for 25 years. Now, I haven't read his book, but uh, my understanding is that in that period of time, he had a choice to make. Do I keep going down the same road of violence and anarchy and so forth, or do I make a shift in another direction 
more positive, more constructive. And that man became the president of South Africa, Nelson Mandela. And so even in prison, we have a choice. And that's something that we're trying to get across to people. And that's what you're sharing as well. We're talking with Christy it, Whitman, it, and uh, we're going to get out of the prison, the prison in your mind, right? That's like, it. Some people are in the prison in their own mind. Sorry, Richard. No, no, that's all right. No, no, no. I appreciate you throwing that in there. Christy Whitman is our guest here on the program. ChristyWhitman.com. Uh, it's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-W-H-I-T-M-A-N.com. We will be linked to your website as well. And all of the various wonderful things that uh, you have to offer. I want to talk more here uh, about uh, certain about the 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 entity the the channeling in particular you have a, a section in your on your website also as well uh, in terms of um, uh, creating with Christie and the council that you made reference to a little while ago and we will talk a little bit about that again but um, we want people to to know that you are offering choices you are offering New opportunities, shall we say, if that if that's the appropriate word to use to manifest in your life the things that you truly desire, not the things that are generated by the fear. Correct. Okay, and we're just going to use that one word fear. Okay, because it kind of encompasses all the other garbage and so forth and all of the other we'll call them negative messages. Um, so let's, you also have, uh, you have one book, and maybe this sort of ties in a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, to, it ties in a little bit to uh, uh, the, 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 the things that, uh, that we're talking about here. And that particular book, I believe, is uh, The Seven Essential Laws. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the laws of the universe. One in particular that I know of, it may not be one here, is that there is a universal law. It doesn't matter what you believe, what your philosophy, your politics, your economic status is. There is always, always, always an exchange. The, you, you cannot escape it. There must be a receiver for there to be a giver and a giver for there to be a receiver. Yes, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's a aspect of law of attraction. You are giving out and you are receiving. We are energy receivers. We are energy senders. And, and everything is vibration. It's all managed by the vibration. So a high vibration, which feels good, right? So say, let, let's do your example, fear or love. If you're in sending out love thoughts, positive thoughts of love and well-being, that's what's going to come back to you. If you're sending out thoughts of fear, you're going to get more stuff to fear about. Mm. So it's it's the difference between fear is in lack. Fear, the, the fear comes from a perspective of lack. So if we can understand where is the fear or the doubt or whatever else, where is it coming from? It's coming from a perspective of lack. And the lack perspective is always something that is from a physical perspective, it's not a divine perspective. The divine never goes to lack. It doesn't know lack. It's in the other side of the spectrum, which is wanting us to join it and align with it. And so that's why the very first principle that is in the desire factor is alignment. Because when you have, when you're in what you're talking about, it's like, we don't, we're not the receiver of information. 
I mean, we're sorry, we're not the giver of information, we're the receiver of information. Mm -hmm. So we receive an idea. We receive an idea that then goes, woo, ah, I love that. It, and then it becomes a desire. And that desire is life-giving, whether it, 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 it's where transformation happens. Like it's, it's someone's desire to get out of debt or to, to get out of a bad relationship or to start feeling more peaceful in their life or to release the stress or get in better shape or whatever, that whatever the desire is, that desire leads to a movement. It, things happen, energy flows, and that's life. Mm -hmm. That's where we get expanded by the experience, by us desiring to get in better shape. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I, rem I remember 25 years ago, it was around the same time I had um, gained a lot of weight and I wasn't working out because I had worked out for years prior. I was a spin instructor, all these kind of things. And I was I got sick, like really, really sick. And I remember laying on the couch and there was a movie with um, Angela Bassett called um, Stellar Got Her Groove Back. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, movie. yes. Uh huh. Yeah. And I, I watched her in this movie and I'm like, she's so fit. I mean, I was 25 at that time, right? I'm now 50. And she was 50, maybe even plus. And I was like, wow, she's so fit. And that movie gave me my groove back to get off the couch, to start working out, to, to literally desire something different for myself. And there was movement because of it. Because I got in better shape, I lost weight and, you know, started becoming better in better health. Now I'm 50 and I'm in better shape and health than I've ever been in my life. But that, that movie was the catalyst for me that created a desire in me. So you never know when you're gonna receive those ideas and those desires, but they're from the divine and they're life-giving and they lead us into something more. Mm. Well, <clears throat> I will tell you that, that for myself, um, uh, one of the things that you mentioned the law of attraction. And so I'm gonna bring this up. Uh, it, in one of my interviews years ago, shortly after the movie came out, I actually have my own copy, a uh, DVD. And I haven't watched it in a long time. But nonetheless, uh, one of the comments that one of my guests made was that they left something out. There was one thing that they, they didn't talk about in the law of attraction. Um, it's one thing when you are unconsciously attracting to yourself. All, the debt, for example, all because of all of the negative messages and so forth. <clears throat> all of that energy that we're putting out. But it's another thing to sit here and say, I want, I want, I want, I really desire. I'm just going to throw it out as a, a hypothetical. I want a yacht. Okay, I just want a yacht. And it didn't have to be big, but I, I just want to be able to sail around the world and da-da-da. Okay. The one thing this person left out, uh, the, the person said that they say they left out was, how do you know that what you want, your ego personality wants, is not only how do you know that it's in your best interest and is part of your life's purpose. Now, you know, you know it by the way you feel, because if you're feeling like, oh, my God, I got to have this. And there's there's an, almost like a fear and anxiety of a, of a, you know, that you're not in alignment. So again, that's why the very first principle in the desire factor is about alignment. Alignment feels good. 
right? There's just a easy flowing, feel good, peaceful, abundant energy about it. And you just move with it. And the, the exact action that you're supposed to take, you know, is, is like written there for you. And you just step into it and you take that action with the fullness of who you are. And one thing leads to the next. It might not be the exact path and the exact forms you, you kind of get like, you know, like, like the bumpers on the road when you're driving, you know, if you kind of veer into a, a wrong lane, they go boom, boom, boom. You know, you could feel that. It's kind of like you're guided in that way, but it's when it feels good and when you're in alignment that you feel expanded and you're not feeling like, oh my God, I just got to do this because I want to be loved. I want to be approved of. I want to be like the Kardashians. You know, there's like this energy of that's not alignment. Mm -hmm. That's coming from the ego. Okay. And that to me is an important distinction that I think that needs to be made because it's one of those things that um, we forget about. We really do. We forget that uh, there are times when that's not in our best interest. I, and that's the reason why I, I, I am always encouraging people to go within, to spend time listening to the still small voice. To me, that is uh, the one place where you can get that guidance that you need uh, to get the answers to your questions in that regard as to whether or not, uh, yeah, I really want this, but is that really, is that really where I should be focused? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are, well, your, thoughts? When, what are when, your thoughts about intuition in that regard? Well, intuition comes from connection with the divine. And, th and that's really what the desire factor is all about, Richard, is helping people understand that we're not just a person having experienced here. We're also not just a spirit, you know, kind of floating around and, you know, creating. We are individualized energy and consciousness of the divine. And we are in this co-creative relationship. I am creating differently than you or anybody else because the divine that is unique to me that created me that designed me the way i am is creating something different so if someone like a, a musician for example the divine would wake up in the middle of the night with a song and so the mu musician could create that and get it out uh, the, a musician would have a better chance of creating that song that will uplift and inspire and move people than it would in me because if it you know it it creates a piece of music. I don't know what to do with that. And I don't really have a desire, but if you give me a book, I'm an author, I have a desire to get that out. Right. The example I use is like around, you know, the time with uh, the politics and, you know, the election, all that kind of stuff. Long before that started, um, Marianne Williamson got a desire, you know, given to her to run for president of the United States. Right. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yes, let's do it. I'm, I, I'm all in. Right. If that would have, if the divine in me would have given me that desire or that idea, I would bat it away as like it was a fly. I have no desire ever to do that. Right. But for her, the, the divine knows its audience. It gave her that desire. It didn't give me that desire. And even though she didn't become the president of the United States, she was expanded by that experience and everybody that listened to her that wouldn't normally hear Marianne speak, they were moved and they were changed by the experience. Yeah. So the divine for its own reason and purpose and guideposts along the way, because we're on this life path together, guided Marianne to do something that it knew it, God, goddess, all that is, whatever it knew that she would be the perfect match for it. It didn't give it to me. 
Mm. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting that <clears throat> that you know you talk about this because I have there are things that I want. I mean, I, I will tell you one of the things that that at least eases my mind is when I have, for example, enough in the bank account so that I can take my wife out to dinner and not have to worry about depleting it to the point where uh, if other things come through, on, like I have a lot of stuff on auto pay because I don't want to miss a payment. Uh, I want to make sure everything gets taken care of, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to have all of these different things. So <clears throat> it's, uh, it just seems to me that um, we, we, we have uh, an opportunity here to, to really focus on when we go within what we really need to be about. Mm -hmm. um, I also, I, I, and I'll share this experience with you. It just happened to me not long ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, um, it was, things were getting a little tight. So I said, okay, well, what can I do? How can I, how can I sort of <clears throat> leverage things up a little bit? And I found a way to do it without creating a bunch of problems down the road for myself. Okay. And boom. Okay. I got a bunch of coin in the, in the, in the coffer there. And little by little it went down. Okay. And I got down to a point where I'm going, oh, I'm, I need to, another infusion here. What am I going to do? And I started getting into that mindset again, that old mindset, the old one. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and I'm and then and, and then of course remembering all of the different things that have been told to me on this program by so many different people, yourself included, and I I said now stop 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 stop. The universe, as as they say in the military, the universe has your six. Okay, yeah. it's got your back. You need to trust the universe. You need to stop this. You need to let it go. The universe knows what you want. Okay. And we'll take care of you. The next thing I know, I get an email. And this is now the next day after all of the tumult. And, okay, I think I fixed it. Okay. All right. Looks good. Looks good. And I'm thinking, okay, I really should. I really do need another influx. But I, I, I need to let that go. I need to release my. I need to become part of the process and stop trying to control it, as the saying goes. Mm -hmm. And I get this email from PayPal with one of the largest contributions to this radio program I have ever received in three years that I've been asking. And I'm just going, thank you, universe. Thank you. Uh, I even said, forgive me for my lack of trust, you know, my yeah. my doubt. I, I'm sorry. My name is Richard, but I'm doubting Thomas sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and just trying to. Uh, recognize that the universe uh, is is there. It's not, and plus the fact that what I'm concerned about is nothing more than numbers. It's just yeah. numbers. And in the grand scheme of things, as a spiritual being, yes, being a responsible human being, none of this is going to matter in 10,000 years. Mm -hmm. Um. So uh, I, I and I certainly don't want to take the, the perspective. Well, none of this is going to matter in 10,000 years. So I'm just not going to I'm just going to kick back. And uh, no, uh, there's uh, there's karma there that we're creating. 
That that as I was it Einstein who said for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction, mm-hmm. and it works in every direction that we exactly. go. Right. Exactly. Where do you encourage people to start? If they are struggling in this regard, and I don't necessarily mean they're struggling with their bank accounts, they're struggling with the yeah. mindset. So that's why I wanted to come back to what you said about Please. the perspective yeah. of the words of success and failure. So I always tell people, start, you have to watch your words. As a matter of fact, I got that question so often because I'm talking about esoteric spiritual principles, right? How do you bring it into practical? What do I need to do as a human being in my day-to-day life as I'm you know, moving about my day? And it's, we have to watch our words because remember those five things, our language, our words, our thoughts, our emotions, our perspective, our actions. Start with your words because the words create everything. Words are the start of creation. What we say has an effect on what we think, how we feel, what we perceive, and therefore what our behaviors or our habits or actions are. So I created a program called Watch Your Words. You could actually go to watchyourwords.com. And there is a 30-day free video program. I'm sure you will love it. It's me on video. The videos are about two to four minutes each day. And it tells you three things. What not to say, why, and what to say instead. Because there is vernacular that we have in our very common language that is pulling our energy down and we're not even aware of it. As you start to shift those little words, they make big shifts in your energy and therefore what you create. So I say start with watch your words. Start with that free program. You're muted. You're muted. Two things. Watch your words. Okay, two things. Number one. Number one, uh, I have been saying on this program and for decades, since I'm 60, I can say decades, <laughs> words have power. I have always been so frustrated when uh, talking with people, especially about the political campaigns and, and so forth. <clears throat> and um, uh, uh, I say, well, wait a minute. Listen to what he's saying. I, that's not right. I mean, da 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 And they would say, oh, come on, Richard. You're being too idealistic. The, 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 this is a campaign. This is just, just politics. I said, no, it's not. It's not just politics. They have an intent. They have an intent to get you to vote for them to put them in that office. So the words that they use matter. And th- that's, that's one element. But the other part, too, is there's a phrase. You said it before. You said it as you were talking about watch your words. Okay. If you're having a meal and somebody else fixed it, all right, usually what you want to say to the person who prepared it is, oh, this is really good. This is delicious. Thank you. As opposed to, hmm, that's not bad. Right. That's very subtle, but that's what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's those subtle things that make a huge difference. Yeah. Words do have power. And every word that we utter has power. And so I, I, I encourage people to uh, think about, the, like, as you just said, the words that they are using and where that's coming from. Now, <clears throat> my father... <clears throat> and I love the man dearly. I did not grow up in, abusive, in, in an abusive home, okay? It wasn't quite Norman Rockwell. And folks, if you don't know who that is, Google him. 
Um, it wasn't quite Norman Rockwell, but it was damn close. It was a wonderful experience that I, I will never forget, and I'm very grateful to my parents for it. But one of the phrases when my father would get upset with us, when we would do something that from his perspective was kind of stupid. It's like, come on, we, we've been telling you, da 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 The one phrase, and again, this, I'm not, uh, this is not to demean my father. I love him dearly. Man is 90 years old, and he's, he raised six kids, for God's sake. I mean, that's, that's, you, the man should get a medal, and my mother too. But he would use the phrase, you idiot child. Okay? Now, m all of my siblings are very intelligent. Every single, including myself. I, I, you know, without ego there. Mm -hmm. We have self-educated ourselves in, in big ways. So that was more my father's frustrations coming from his past. Mm -hmm. I acknowledge that. <clears throat> and that's another area we could go into. We won't this at this particular stage. And that has to do with the phases that we went through through the 70s, 80s, 90s and into the 2000s. In the 80s, it was, well, it's my parents fault that I'm the way that I am. And then we went into the codependent phase, then the interdependent phase. <clears throat> and what was really sad for me in the 2016 presidential campaign was we went back to the victim phase. It's somebody else's fault that we are the way that we are. No, it's not. You are where you are because of all of the choices that you have made. It's time to take responsibility for that. So help me to balance <clears throat> wanting to make changes with, because I don't want to say, uh, you know, I don't want to say but. It was both and, as you said at the beginning of the program. Yeah. Um, balancing that with taking personal responsibility with, Choices, making new choices. Now they it's say both. they it's, it's yeah. both. Like mm -hmm. when you when you are making choices, you are taking responsibility. When you feel there are no choices, you are being a victim. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I heard this interesting thing about choices. Now it says that you are where you are today, Christy, because of all of the choices that you've made in the past, right? Yep. And they say now um, you will be wherever you will be because of the choices you will make from this point forward. Mm -hmm. This was an interesting perspective that was shared with me by another guest. They said, that is also true. However, it is less the choices that you make based upon what you want or where you want to be in the future that determines your choices. It's more your perspective of what you think the future will be that determines the choices you make today. It's true. Plus desires. If okay. you allow yourself to go and flow with your desires, the future projection is very, very different. But you are, we are creating our future right now by the energy that we're giving out right now. Mm -hmm. So we have to choose the energy deliberately. Do we want to be in lack and limitation and therefore feel fear and bad? Or do we want to feel good and just choose to be joyful, mm -hmm. choose to look for the positive aspects in our life, choose to appreciate the fact that we're alive and that we have air and that we got up today and that we have food in our belly and that, you know, all the wonderful things, the sunset, the, the, the hummingbirds, you know, the dog you have, whatever you can find gratitude and appreciation in. And it's not just listing the gratitudes, you know, the people ha use that now as like a process. Oh, let me list out my gratitudes, but there's no feeling and connection to the just oh, so grateful, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's not a, it's not a process. It's a, it's an energy to connect with. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I, I, I again, I couldn't agree with you more. I just I find it so fascinating uh, that we have, if you will, we have all these answers, these wonderful answers to sort of I don't want to say solve the problem. Okay, mm-hmm. I think that's the wrong term. I think it's to navigate through, to navigate through. And they seem so simple. But it, I, is, it our, is it our monkey mind that says, no, 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 that'll never work. It's got to be more complicated than that. It, it's got to be a trigonometry question. Well, our minds definitely, you know, they play a part in that. I mean, it's the same mind that will say, you know, go eat some ice cream. You, you don't feel good right now. Eat some ice cream. I don't want to eat ice cream. I want to stay in shape. I want to feel good. I want to, you know, ice cream bloats me. You know, you want the ice cream. No, you come on, you got to eat the ice cream, make you feel good. And you're like, no, I don't want that. It's the pull. And then you go eat the ice cream. It's like, you big fat dummy. Why did you eat that ice cream? <laughs> right? Like, cause you told me to, you know, it's like, I mean, our minds can literally have a debate within any subject, which is what I call split energy, Mm -hmm. right? It's finding that congruence in the one direction you want to go when there is the split energy, you know, it's releasing that energy and flowing in, in the way you want to go. It's looking at what do you want? Why do you want it? How do you want to feel? And then choose to feel that way. Now that we're getting out and about following, uh, and I'm not saying the pandemic is over. It hasn't been officially called. Okay. As, (laughs) as, as a sports analogy, the fat lady has not sung yet. Uh, forgive me, I don't mean to be uh, disparaging of people who are uh, large in size. But um, we're starting to get out and about now. We're starting to move around. We're starting to do the things that we were doing uh, 18 months ago, 15 months ago, uh, prior to 15 months ago, and so forth. Uh, I myself, I never stopped because uh, I still co- I have still been coming into the radio station, doing the things I'm doing, doing these interviews and so forth, uh, and all of that stuff. So not really a big change for me in that regard. And that's okay, you know, but um, you're going to be getting out and about and meeting people again and conversing with them. And I would love to have you back on the program to talk about your impressions, your impressions of the differences that you now see in the people that you're speaking with and compare compare contrast to pre-pandemic gatherings that you you speak at and so forth. I think Love that it. would be an interesting observation for us to take a look at yeah. as well. And even next time, if you want me to, I can bring in the council. I know that we're wrapping up now, but even bringing in the council next time, you know, you can ask questions to them. I so. didn't even know we could. Do, see, I never like to impose in that regard on a guest who does the channeling or is a, let's say, a, a medium, an intuitive. I never want to impose in that regard. But yes, let's, you know what, let's plan on doing the that. Party. They like it. They like the party. They like to party. They like to party. Well, we will let them party the next time we have you on, and we're going to set that up uh, after we uh, finish this program. I want to thank you so much, Christy, for joining us. ChristyWhitman.com is the website. It's been it's been a great pleasure to reconnect with you. Uh, I still uh, have all of the programs that you did. We've got them archived uh, from it. 2015. Uh, and uh, we still have all of those TV guestspurt programs, and I'm thankful to Jackie Jordan for, for introducing us as well as the others uh, because you all have so many great things to offer, and that's part of what this program does is brings a diversity of voices, and sometimes it's not so diverse. Sometimes it's the same message, but it needs to be repeated over and over again in order for it to really 
be a, I love the word to grok from Stranger in a Strange Land, to be assimilated into every, every subatomic particle of our being. Yes, agreed. Absolutely. Repetitive, consistent. That's what, you know, helps transformation. So that's why your show is, is helpful for that. So thank you, Richard. You, you're very welcome. I have three final questions for you before we do wrap here. Uh, but before I do that, I need to uh, speak to the listeners and viewers and say thank you so much for joining us here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. As we give you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true, we uh, want you to uh, remember that we are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., and our special Special edition of Tell Me Your Story, Wednesdays at 9 a.m., uh, streaming live at richarddugan.com. Podcasts are on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, iHeart, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, and a whole bunch of other locations you folks are reposting to as well. And as of this particular broadcast, podcast, videocast, 35.6 thousand listens in three and a half years. Now, Christy, I have no clue what that means. Okay, I don't know what the number means. Uh, all I know is I'm grateful that um, six, over six, 35,000 listens to the interviews. I've got over 600 up on the website uh, since uh, January 1 of uh, 2018. So, uh, that, you know, that's, and that's great. And I love to see who's, who's uh, leading the pack in a week, in, in a month, in a year's time, and in overall. It's really kind of interesting to see how those, uh, the leads change in terms of who's being listened to the most. Really, really fascinating. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, this particular program and your sharing with us uh, doesn't uh, leap to the top very quickly. Also want to remind you that we want you to spend time during this decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, going within. Be still. Be quiet. Be calm. Just five. Just take five minutes to start. It doesn't take long. And just relax and listen. And just listen. Maybe if you can go to a park and just listen to the birds. That's part of the meditative process. I love what Teresa Vavila said. God is amongst the pots and the pans. Or the leaves and the trees. So take the time if you can. And then if you can, support us financially. We would greatly appreciate it. We have a PayPal account for your security as well as ours. Any amount is welcome and appreciated. And I thank those who have supported us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And those who will, again, a thank you, thank you, thank you. As we wrap up this particular edition of Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, uh, the three questions that I like to ask my guests, you may have addressed these during the program, but I'd like to ask them directly. And the first one is, who is Christy Whitman? <laughs> oh, you saved the little questions to the last. Yes, I do. So I'm, I'm just a seeker. I'm, I'm part divine, part human, just wanting to co-create with the divine and, and enjoy this life experience that I have. That's who I am. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? I am here to help educate and inform so people can understand and apply the universal laws so that they can understand that they really are a connection, a, a reflection, an extension of the divine, and that they can be masterful of their lives. And finally, what is your life's purpose? Light. To, to expand into light, to follow light, to guide with light, to help more light come on the planet and to share light. Mm. 
Christy Whitman, again, I thank you so much for being with us here on the program. I encourage people to pick up a copy of The Desire Factor at ChristyWhitman.com. I'm sure available at Amazon and other outlets as well online and maybe in your local bookstore. If, if Hopefully they still exist. We still have a few here in Santa Barbara in the county. Uh, and uh, also go to ChristyWhitman.com to find out more about her and the work that she is doing, the council. And uh, the next time we have you on, we will bring the council on uh, with you and uh, share share whatever it is that they have to share with us at that particular time. Awesome. Thank you so much, Richard. You are very welcome. And I thank you for listening and watching. Tell me your story, new paradigms for a new world. Remember, we are on YouTube, the channel, tell me your story. And until our next broadcast podcast video cast, love to lol. <laughs>